So then we, we, we start with God to show that God is a giver and a receiver. is of course, you cannot give, outgive God and he knows how to receive. Uh, he is a receiving father, he keeps receiving because if he wasn't receiving, then we would not be sons and daughters of God. And so we made the point that the word give from the, uh, from the uh, uh, um, Greek, uh, gave up there means to deliver up or offer up. It means to, uh, it means to smite, it means to bring forth and it means to receive. And so we saw that Jesus said, um, actually when you read three, John 3, 16, you read John 12, 24. Jesus said, except a grain of it fall to the ground and die, it remains by itself. But if it falls to the ground and die, it will bring forth much fruit. And so um, <clears throat> God the Father, when Jesus, you see, we say that when Jesus left heaven in the mind of God, he was a seed already soon because it says in Revelation 13, 8, that he is... Uh, 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 the, 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 the son that was slain, he was slain before even right from the foundation, sometimes before the foundation, from the foundation of the world. In the mind of God, he was, he was, he was already slain. So when he left heaven, God was already, had already moved into expectation to receive. Mm -hmm. And so uh, when you give, God expects you to move from that mood to the receiving mood because if you are in the receiving mood, you are expectant, so when your harvest comes, you will not miss it. You know, mm -hmm. when you don't expect, you're not going to see it when it comes. It might come, but you miss it because you never expected it to, you know, that it's coming. And so God is a good receiver. And we saw there that in John 1, 11 and 12, uh, when Jesus started his ministry, people started coming into the kingdom because he was a lamb in the mind of God's slain, you know, at the foundation of the world. So God had to start receiving us as sons and daughters. And so we went to, we went to Abraham uh, uh, when he was called, Abraham, when he was called. At, uh, one of the things you find there in, in Abraham's life was that he was always very appreciative whether he, uh, he got a revelation from God or God, you know, whatever, anytime he had a visitation, he would worship God, uh, set up an altar, you don't set up an altar without a sacrifice. And so he worshiped God with what, you know, what he had. And when God delivered him, the first time that the first time that the tithe is mentioned as a word uh, in the Old Testament is in John, uh, Genesis 14, when God gave him victory over Chedorlaomer and, and his confederate kings, when he went to go and deliver, uh, retrieve Lot, deliver Lot from his hands. And of course, the priest Melchizedek showed up, and he, um, you know, uh, uh, gave an, an a tent to Melchizedek after pronouncing a blessing. And that tent was really in appreciation for God's deliverance. And so we said there that tithe is an offering of appreciation to God for all He's done. For you to be able to have the the, the wherewithal to spend the money. Uh, in fact, if He didn't give you life, you wouldn't go to work. So. Uh, it's an appreciation. It's not something you pay. It's not a tax you pay. All right. It's not a tax you pay. Uh, you know, because you hear some people say pay your tithe. You know, you don't pay tithe. You can't pay God. You, know, you cannot pay him. I mean, are you going to pay him for the air you breathe? How much are you going to pay for the life he's given you? So, um, you know, that's what we said. Then, we, of course, we saw Abraham's life, and then we saw, um, um, I think we saw Jacob. We looked at Jacob in Genesis 28. Uh, we'll look again at Jacob today. <clears throat> How he, Jacob said, Lord, if you bless me, I'll give you a tenth. Again, I guess that's the second time the tide was, uh, the tide was mentioned. So, <clears throat> what we established then was that uh, in fact, we saw with Jacob that when it was time, God, you know, said, hey, I am the God who revealed myself to be better. So it is time 
for for you to come and go because it's time for you to be restored after all the uh, uh, that leaven had done and changes wages ten times. Uh, you can't give to God and God forget you. That that was the essence of that. Oh, you cannot give to God and God forget you. Now, when I say give to God is, you know, giving to God is not just that you go and give an offering in church. God might send somebody for you to bless the person. Don't sit down and argue. Just do what he says. Because on the other side of your, of your, of your gift is a blessing that God has for you. Amen. And so when you operate this thing as an engine that is, is, is continuously working, you find that you cannot lack. God Amen. cannot and will not forsake you. Amen. 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 So that is what we did in a nutshell. And uh, thank God for uh, each and every one of one of us. Hi, Sister John, Brother Bob, welcome. Happy New Year. God bless you. Happy New Year. God bless yes, you. Thank you. It's great to see you. Thank you. So, so that's what we did, and uh, today we'll pick up from there, um, and uh, we'll, 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 we'll just, you know, pick up from where we up. And today we're talking about we'll be talking about moving the hand of God, moving the hand of God. That's what we'll be doing. doing. All right, how you can move the hand of God. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, if people in the Bible move the hand of God, you can too. Amen. 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 It's not respect of persons, it's respect of faith. Faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Lord, we thank you. Let's just lift our voice to Him. We praise you. We magnify your name. You're worthy of our praise. You're worthy of adoration. You're worthy of thanksgiving. Hallelujah, forever you are God, forever you are Lord. Mama Sakandra, forever say Karabakina Makanda, forever such a name under a say Karabakina Makanda. Mama Sakandra, forever say Karabakina Makanda, forever such a Karabakina Makanda. Mama Sakandra, forever say We praise you, we praise you, we praise you, we worship you, we give you thanks and praise. We magnify your name, Father. We exalt you, Lord of Lords. Father, you are. You are Lord God Almighty, reign and reign forever. You are our you are our source, you are our provider. Makanda Ah, we praise you, we praise you, we praise you. We worship you, Lord God. We give you thanks and praise Jesus. We magnify your name. Oh, you, praise you. worthy of adoration. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Forever you are king, forever you are Lord. We praise and adore you. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for being our Father and our God. We thank you for being our source. You are our Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, the one who sees God who sees and provides. Thank you for seeing and providing. Thank you for seeing and providing. We bless you. Hallelujah. You are a Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals us. Ah, we thank you, we praise you. Father, we thank you, we praise you, we worship you. Yes. 
We thank you of your manifest presence in our midst. Yes, Lord. We thank you, Lord God Almighty, for the manna from heaven that you have for us this day. Yes. Lord, of myself, I can say nothing. I yield to you. Yes, Lord. That you may increase while I decrease. I thank you, Lord, for all trans you give me and boldly to declare it to be declared boldly as you want me to. I thank you all for miracles because you are always available to confirm your word in our lives that we preach to work with signs and wonders. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done in this place today. Yes. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. Have your way, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We want to yeah. talk about moving Hallelujah. of God. I want to talk about moving the hand of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, I guess if we can find some examples in the Bible uh, and then we can follow it and see what happens. Amen. Hallelujah. So we want to go there to Genesis 28. We want to go to Genesis 28 and learn about how we can move the hand of God. Because if we, uh, if we can do that, God will make sure we can be assured that uh, we'll see God's glory. Amen. Uh, Genesis 28, uh, uh, we can look at from verse 10 to verse 23. We're talking about moving the hand of God. And uh, 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 I will say this, that a seed that is sown in faith will move the hand of God on your behalf. A seed that is sown in faith will move the hand of God in your behalf. In other words, I'm not talking about, okay, I just sowed a seed. I'm saying you got to release your faith with your seed. Now, please remember that in, in Isaiah 55, from verse 10 to 11, it says that there that as the rain and the snow comes down from heaven and water the earth and return not there again, but makes it to bring forth and to sprout, and to sprout that he may give seed to the silver and bread to the eater. It says, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return to me void. It will produce, it will accomplish that which I purpose and prosper in the thing to which I sent it. The, the seed when planted in the ground must produce. I mean, there is no halfway out. The ground cannot argue with the seed. All right, because the seed will make a demand on the ground to cause it to produce. Equally, when we operate in the kingdom, which operates by love, seed and harvest, every seed will produce a harvest. Amen. 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 Every seed produces a harvest. But if we're talking about good seed here, we're not talking about bad seed, because you can also sow a bad seed and get a bad harvest. We're talking about good seed. Amen. Amen. And so in Genesis there, we find from verse 10, in Genesis 28, and Jacob left Bathsheba and went toward her. And this is when the father told him to go to his uncle Levan and, and, and get, get, get a wife from, from, from there, from his uncle family. <clears throat> so he came, verse 11, to a certain place and stayed there overnight because the sun was set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down there, there to sleep. Verse 12, and he dreamed that there was a ladder set up on the earth and the, and the, top, of the, uh, the top of it reached to heaven and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Now, just to pause and say that the, 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 the window of heaven had been opened since Jesus came and paid the price. Amen. We have an open, open door or open window, you know, to heaven. So there's, it's not a question of you have to be on a certain spot. He lives in you. Amen. And God feels, the Holy Spirit fills the universe with himself. So Amen. we have an open, open, open heaven. Amen. Amen. But, you know, if, if, if the heaven is open, then you have to activate you know, the, the harvest, you have to activate your blessing. And so uh, one of the ways to activate your blessing 
uh, is through the seed. And uh, verse 13, and behold, the Lord stood over and beside him and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, my forefather, and, and the God of Isaac. I will give you and to your descendants the land on which you are lying. You know, there's something about you being blessed by your father, and then here comes the Lord speaking the same blessing over you. You know, so you know that this is not just that my father has spoken over me, but this is he, he heard from God and 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 he's passing it on to me. And so verse uh, verse 14, and your offspring shall be as countless as the dust of the sun or, or, or dust or sun of the ground. And you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and the north and the south. And by you and your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed and bless themselves. Mm -hmm. 15, and behold, I am with you and will keep watch over you and care, uh, keep watch over you with care and take notice of you wherever you may go. And I'll bring you back to this land for I will not leave you until I've done all of which I have told you. Mm -hmm. That by itself, we, we can stop there and start shouting. God says, I will not leave you until I bring all that I've told you to pass. God can give you a word and abandon you. I said, God can give you a word and abandon you. He said, I will not leave you until I bring all that I've told you to pass. Amen. Amen. From heaven, you got to take that. Take that to the bank of heaven and say, God, I thank you because you said you will not leave me until you bring every word spoken to me to pass. I thank you for bringing that which you spoken to me to pass. He will do it because you put him in remembrance. Amen? Amen. You put him in remembrance. He said, I will not leave you. That's not me speaking. That's God. He said, I will not leave you. So you can put your, take Jacob out and put yourself in there. That he will, uh, he said, God says, I will not leave me until he brings to pass every word he's spoken to me. Thank you, Father, you will not leave me. Until you bring to pass every word you've spoken to me. All right, so if the devil has been trying to lie to you that that word is not going to come to pass, now today you, have, you, got, you got some assurance that what God said he will bring to pass. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. He was afraid and said, how, how to be feared and, re and reverence in this, this place? This is none other than the, the house of God. And this is the gateway to heaven. House of God meaning Bethel. Bethel means the house of God. And Jacob rose early in the morning and took the stone he had put under his head and he set it, and he set it up for a pillar, a monument to the vision in his dream. And he poured oil on top of it in dedication. And he named the place Bethel, the house of God. But the name of the city was lost at, at first. And then Jacob made a vow. Verse 20, this is where I was coming to. Jacob made a vow saying, If God will be with me and keep me in this way, that I go and will bring me and will give me food to eat and clothing to wear so that I may come again to my father's house in peace. Then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone which I have set up as a pillar or monument shall be God's house, a sacred place to me. Mm -hmm. And all of the increase of possessions that you give me, I'll give the tenth to you. Mm -hmm. All right, that's a tithe there. He said, we'll give the tenth. If you take me down to my uncle's house, Jacob said, and stay and be with me and provide for me, and bring me back, whatever you give me, I'll give you a turn to you. Now, what did Jacob do? Jacob went into partnership with God. Jacob went into partnership with God. You see, Jacob was going to his uncle. He wasn't just going there to fold, to fold his hands. He was going there to work. And, you know, he was a shepherd boy. So Jacob went to his uncle's place, going to go start his business, serving his uncle so he can get his own. Get, get my, my daughter, he wanted to, of course, the man tricked him. You know the story. He walked seven years and then seven years and then another six years, 20 years. 
But the point is this, that Jacob met, went into partnership with God. You, want, you, 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 you do your business or whatever you do, you got to go into, or even if you're working, go into partnership with God. Amen. Because he will not abandon you. He will not, you know, we're talking about a lifestyle now of giving and receiving. Today we're talking about moving the hand of God. You think God forgot Jacob? No. He said, if you take me down there and bring me back, whatever you give me, I'll give you a tenth. All right. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Genesis 31. Now, Genesis 31, you know the story that Laban robbed him of his wages 10 times. He served Laban for, for 20 years. And of course, God appeared to him. And, uh, and uh, now he was telling his, his wives that it was time to go. It was time to leave and, 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 and take off because he saw how, how uh, Jacob's uh, Laban sons were envious of him because God prospered him. So verse 4, it says, and so from verse 4, we're going to read it from verse 4, and uh, all the way to uh, verse 14. It says, so Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to the field to his flock. And he said to them, I see how your, father's, your father looks at me, that he is not friendly toward me as before, but, my, but the God of my father has been with me. You see there? The God of my father has been with me. Of course, later on, he knew, you know, he had, he had to be his own God. He changed his name later on, but that's not what we focus today. He says, you know that I've served your father with all my, all my might and power, but your father has deceived me and changed my wages 10 times, but God did not allow him to hurt me. He said, he changed my wages 10 times, but God did not allow him to, to hurt me. God cannot allow the wicked to hurt us. Amen. 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 If he said the speckled shall be your wages, then all the flock bore speckled. And if he said the strict shall be your, your hire, then all the flock bore strict. Thus God has taken away the flocks of your father and given them to me. And I had a dream. I had a dream at the time the flock conceived. I looked up and saw that the, the rams which mated with the she-goats were streaked, speckled, and spotted. And the angel of God said to me in the dream, Jacob, and I said, here, here am, am I. And he said, look up and see. All the rams which met with the flock are streaked, speckled, and, and, and mottled. For I have seen all that Laban does to you. I am the God of Bethel. You see there now? I am the God of Bethel. Where you anointed a pillar and where you vowed a vow to me. Now arise, get out from this land and return to your native land. You see there? First, he gave me a dream. And if you go to chapter 30, you see that, you see that he followed that dream and, and, and got some, some, some sticks and scraped them and put where the, uh, uh, the, the, the animals were meeting by, by, by the... Uh, a pool or whatever, a pond or whatever, and you know they, they began to, to give better spot and speckled, uh, you know, offsprings. But it was not because he had sticks there, he used that to focus his faith. You can go to Genesis 30 after you can check that. He used that what I will call faith extenders or point of contact. Mm -hmm. That when he, he kept those things there, he focused his focus was on God. Because uh, God is the one that knows how to do that kind of genetic engineering. Amen? Amen. But the point here is that he said, I am verse 13, I'm the God of Bethel. Where you anointed the pillar and where you vowed a vow to me. Now arise, get out from this land and return to your native land. You see, he made a vow, he moved the hand of God. God could not afford not to keep his own sight. Amen? Now, and I must say, I'm, I'm using this to illustrate this. I'm not saying go and make a vow, but 
The word does say, if you make a vow, pay it. Amen? Uh, I should have checked the passage. If Solomon said, if you make a vow, pay it. He said, it's better not to vow than to vow not pay. Amen? Amen. Uh, somewhere there in Ecclesiastes. <clears throat> so God remembered Jacob because Jacob had a covenant. He made a covenant with God. He made a vow with God. He vowed, whenever you bless me, I'll give you a tent. And he showed up. He said, listen, after I first gave him the vision so that, you know, he gave him the vision and, and, and you know, he went and multiplied. He said, he said, uh, uh, cattle. Ecclesiastes 5.4 is talking about vow. If you vow, pay. So God did not forget Jacob. You cannot give to God and get into a covenant with him and he forgets you. Amen? Amen. You see, it moved the hand of God. Imagine a man that was, you know, in fact, when you read it closely, you find that he became a slave to Laban because he said, Laban, let me go with my wives and children. I mean, I thought he had the wives and children, but he had to beg the man to let him go. So we see there that God does not forsake his own. Amen. All right, go to Judges chapter 11. Judges 11. Hallelujah. Amen. Judges 11. Now, here was a, a, a man who is uh, half siblings have thrown him out, Jephthah. And now the people of Gilead who had war with Ammon, Ammon came to invade them, and they needed somebody to deliver them. And they went and, and, and approached Jep Jephthah, and, you know, uh, to come and come, come and help them. And so I read that from verse 20, actually 29 to, to 38. I might not read the whole thing, but I'll pick out some things here. Verse 29, the Spirit of the Lord came on Jephthah. He crossed Gilead. This is going to battle. And Manasseh passed through Mizpah of Gilead. And from there, he advanced against the Ammonites. And Jephthah made a vow to the Lord. If you give the Ammonites into my hands, whatever comes out of a door of my house to meet me when I return in, in triumph from the Ammonites will be the Lord's. And I will sacrifice it as a burnt offering. Amen. Of course, God gave Jephthah victory. Verse 32. You remember, he made a vow. God, he, he made a vow and that moved God. He moved the hand of God and God gave him victory. Then Jephthah went over, verse 32, went over to, to fight the Ammonites and the Lord gave them into his hands. He devastated 20 towns from uh, Ara to the vicinity of, of Minith as Minith or Minith as a minute, as far as Abel Karamim, thus Israel subdued Ammon. 34. When Jephthah returned to his home in Mizpah, who should come out to meet him but his daughter? He had only one daughter, dancing to the sound of timbrels. She was an only child. Except for her, he had neither son nor daughter. When he saw her, he tore his clothes and cried, Oh no, my daughter. You have brought me down and I'm devastated. I have made a vow to the Lord that I cannot break. Mm -hmm. Now, please, don't be, you know, don't vow rashly. That's the, that's, the, that's the point here. Don't vow rashly. You gotta, you know, before you make a vow, listen to the Lord so that you do what God wants you to do. Don't vow rashly. Amen. Because when you vow, you should pay. Amen? Amen. He says, so verse 36, my father, she replied, you have given your word to the Lord. Do to me just as you promised. Now that the Lord has avenged you of your enemies, the Ammonites, but grant me this one request, she, she said. Give me two months to roam the hills and weep with my friends because I will never marry. Okay, this tells you that this young lady was not sacrificed. God does not believe in cannibalism. The whole point was that she was going to remain a virgin for life. And I'm reading the NIV. In 38 says, you may go, he said. And he let her go for two months. 
she and her friends went into the hills and wept because she would ne never marry. You see there? The vow is turning over to the Lord. She would never marry. She revered the man virgin. He, wasn't, he did not go and cut her head and burn. God does not believe and practice cannibalism. Amen? Amen. The point here is he moved, why I say this, he moved the hand of God for two purposes. Number one is see how he can move the hand of God. Number two is don't vow rashly. Amen? Amen. So because whenever you vow, you should be ready to do what? To, to redeem that vow. Amen? Amen? So you can see there that he never sacrificed his young lady. She went and remained a virgin. But Jephthah moved the hand of God. His vow, which was his seed, moved the hand of God. He moved the hand of God and God gave Israel a mighty victory. You see, your vow, your seed, you know, will move the hand of God. Will move, you see, you see, because the man did not, you know, do that and just say, okay, have, you know, maybe, maybe so, maybe not so. No, 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 no. These were serious people. And he believed in what he said and he believed in what he was about to do. And God gave him mighty victory. Amen. All right, and I keep going here. So we'll go to uh, First Samuel chapter 1. Hallelujah. Amen. Now we know the story of Hannah, how she was... Uh, Hannah actually means grace or favor. And, uh, and Penina means uh, jewel. But you know, when you are favored, you can get jewels. Amen. Amen. I say, if you are favored, you can have jewels. So if you're Hannah, your name is, you know, means favor. You are favored. You see, she was highly favored, but uh, all right, let me not spend time there. So the point is, is that she was childless, and we know the story. She prayed and prayed, and she didn't have a child. But, uh, <laughs> you know... <clears throat> Uh, if you look at that very closely, you see, all right, let's read from verse 4. And uh, it says, when they came, when the day came that uh, 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 Kana, as, uh, uh, her husband, sacrificed, he would give to Penina, his wife, and all her sons and daughters portions for sacrificial meat. But to Hannah, he gave a double portion for, the, for he loved her. But Hannah, but the Lord had given her no child. This embarrassed and grieved Hannah, and her rival provoked her greatly to vex, to vex her because the Lord had left her childless. So year after year, whenever Hannah went up to the Lord's house, Penina provoked her, so she wept and did not eat. All right, you can't pray while you're angry and get results. Hello? She was angry and she was praying. That's why she kept praying, nothing happened. You see, the woman, the, 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 the other wife kept provoking her. She was crying, she was praying, but she was angry. You can't be angry and pray to get results. It doesn't work because, you know, anger is against, was against Penina. So she had to forgive and just forget about Penina so that she can focus on God. Hallelujah. I'm preaching good now. So then uh, verse 8, uh, kind of husband said, Hannah, why do you cry? Why do you not eat? And why are you grieving? Am I not... More, more to you than 10 sons. Well, that day, Anna decided that I'm not going to do what I've been doing. You get upset and go to pray and pray and get upset and pray, you know. And uh, if it was today, some people would say you have to pray hard. <laughs> you have to pray hard or whatever. But she was doing this and nothing happened. So she had to change her approach. You can't pray with offense. You entertain offense and then you go pray. It's not going to produce results. You got to unclog the channel. Forgive, you know, those who wronged you. They, they have no clue what they're doing. It might sound like they do know, but I tell you they're ignorant. Mm -hmm. Jesus said the people that crucified him were ignorant. So, I mean, you can't argue with that. Mm -hmm. In Luke's Gospel 23, verse 34. So then, you know, she decided she was going to do something different. Verse 10 the Bible says, and Hannah was in distress of soul, praying to the Lord 
and we and weeping bitterly. She vowed, saying, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your handmaid, and then as you remember and forget not your handmaid, but will give him a son, will give me a son, I will give him, give him to the Lord all his life. No razor will touch his head. As she continued praying before the Lord, Eli noticed her mouth. Hannah was speaking in her heart. So she was speaking quietly. There is no silent prayer. Your lips can't be moving if you're not speaking. Amen? Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. So Eli thought she was drunk. Verse 14, Eli said to her, how long will you be intoxicated? Put wine away from you. But Hannah answered, no, my Lord, I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor, nor strong drink, but I am pouring out my soul before the Lord. Regard not your handmaid as a wicked woman, for out of my great complaint and bitter provocation I have been speaking. Then Eli said, go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant you your petition, which you have asked of him. Eli came into agreement with Anna, with Hannah, and it was over. In fact, if you notice the next verse says, and Hannah, uh, uh, Hannah said, let your handmaid find grace in your sight. Mm -hmm. This is akin to when Mary said, let it be done unto me according to your word in, in Luke's Gospel 138. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And so, so she went away and ate. Her countenance no longer sat. She knew God had her. Mm -hmm. You see, she knew she'd move the hand of God. Give me a son, I'll give him back to you. Here comes Eli, the high priest, agree with her, and she, she knew it was over. Because when two shall agree, touching anything they ask the Father, it'll be done for them. Amen. 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 She vowed a vow. Of course, you know, if you read down there, God gave her a son, verse 20. She became pregnant in due time, bore a son and named him Samuel, head of God, because she said, I have asked him of the Lord. When the boy was three years old, she, he, he, he took the boy to, to you know, and, and uh, not three years old, but he, when he was, he, was, he was weaned, he took him with, with verse 24, with a three-year-old bull and, and a pepper of a flour, a pepper of flour and uh, a skin of a bottle of wine for a burnt offering and brought Samuel to the Lord's house in Shiloh, the child was growing. And if you read down there, God made sure he blessed her. All right. God blessed Hannah because I would, with sons and, you know, because he given to the Lord. He, she had fulfilled her vow. You see that? She gave, moved the hand of God through her vow. God blessed her. She fulfilled her vow because a vow is you're saying, Lord, bless me now on, on credit. I'll pay back. I'll pay you what I promise. Not pay back because you can't pay back God. I'll pay you what I promise. I'll give you, not really pay. I'll give you what I promise because you can't pay God. Give me this on, on, on credit. I'll give you what I ask for or what I promise. And God, not only did he bless her, but he gave her, you know, additional sons and daughters. I think it was five more. So you see, you can move the hand of God on purpose. You can move the hand of God on purpose. You know, if you if you keep doing the same thing, it doesn't work, you gotta stop and think. That was what Hannah did. Hannah said, This is not working. I can't be praying and getting angry at the same time. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So we see there, we see, all right, let's go to Acts chapter 10. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Acts chapter 10. Here's a man who was an unbeliever, you know, but a religious person, he kept giving to God. And, you know, the Lord ministered to Peter, ministered to him to send for Peter. And, of course, he was also there with Peter because Cornelius was a Gentile. And so now Cornelius, uh, Peter showed up as the Lord directed him. 
And so we see Peter speaking here from verse 31, and he said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard. And, uh, sorry, is that Peter? No, this, sorry, this is, this is the angel of the Lord appearing to him. And he said, not Peter. And he said, Cornelius, Cornelius your prayer has been heard and hearkened to, and your donations and your, uh, to the poor have been known and preserved before God. King James, I like King James, he says, your prayer is heard and your arms are had in remembrance in the sight of the Lord. Mm. He said, your offering through your arms giving is held in remembrance is a memorial before God. Mm. He says, it's a memorial. Your offering is a memorial. Your prayer, you know, and it combined with your giving is becoming a memorial before God. So now, God is now moving on his behalf. Send therefore to Joppa and ask for Simon, who is son and Peter. He is staying in the house of Simon the Tanner by the seaside. Now, in the old days, we saw people that vowed. Here, he was just having a lifestyle of giving. He was just operating a lifestyle of giving. He was giving to the needy. And God says, your prayer and your arms giving has come up as a, you know, a memorial, you know, is, 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 is held in remembrance in my sight. You see, you cannot live a lifestyle of giving and God not remember you. We saw people that on purpose moved the hand of God. This one was living it as a lifestyle. And God said, listen, I have seen what you've done. Your offering has come to me and your prayer as a memorial. Therefore, I am sending Peter. Send therefore to Japan, ask for verse 32, ask for Simon who is son and Peter. He is staying in the house of Simon, the tanner by the seaside. So at once I sent for you, talking to Peter, and you being a Jew have done a, a kind and courteous, courteous and handsome thing in coming. Now we are all present in the sight of God to listen to all that you have been instructed by the, by the Lord to say. And Peter opened his mouth and said, most certainly and thoroughly, I now perceive and understand that God shows no partiality and is no respect of persons. Mm -hmm. But in every nation, verse 35, he who venerates and has a reverential fear of God, treating him with worshipful obedience and living uprightly is acceptable to him and, and, and sure of being received and welcomed by him. And of course, Peter, Peter preached, the Holy Ghost fell, and they were all baptized in the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. And Peter made the great statement that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with Holy Spirit and with power in verse 38. He went about doing good, healing all who were aroused and oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So we see a man here who was just a giver and, 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 and a, devout, a devout man. Because of his giving and his prayers, God sent Peter to personally minister to him. Amen. You cannot, you cannot live a life of blessing and fellowshipping with, in, in God, with God in prayer and God forget you. Amen. He will not. God sees where you are. God sees your heart. God sees your heart. Amen. God sees your heart. And he cannot abandon you. Amen. In fact, he will go out of his way to get you to do something for him to bless you. I said, sometimes he will go out of his way to get to move you to do something for him to bless you. And now let's look at Luke's Gospel chapter 5. That's my last passage. Well, I'm closing. Maybe I might go on another passage, but I'm closing. That's Luke's Gospel 5. It's present continuous tense. So if I don't close at that one, don't, don't say I said I, I'm, I, that's my last. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So here is Peter in Luke's Gospel chapter 5. You know, he finished. He told all night. He had nothing. He didn't catch anything. And Jesus had a need to preach the word to people. Isn't that interesting? You see, when you have a need, God has a need. And God has arranged for that need to be met here on earth. Uh, let me say that again. When you have a need, God has a need. 
He has arranged for that need to be met here on earth. And it is up to us to get in the partnership with him so that he can meet that need. And so with the background of that statement, we read here from, from, from Luke's Gospel chapter 5 and verse 2. From verse 2, we're going to read there. And, uh, and uh, you know, to verse 10. So he says here, he saw, Jesus saw two boats drawn up by the lake, but the fishermen had gone down from them and were washing their nets. And getting into one of the boats, the one that belonged to Simon Peter, he requested him to draw away a, li a little, to draw away a little from, from, the, from the shore. Then he sat down and continued to teach the crowd of people from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon Peter, put out into the deep and lower your nets, your nets to, for a hole. <clears throat> Jesus finished speaking. Peter gave his boat. Now, Peter did not know what was going on because then he was an unbeliever. He gave his boat to Jesus to preach from. Jesus finished preaching, and then he said, Peter, put out into the deep or deep water and lower your nets for a hole. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, Peter, lower your nets. Peter did not do that because he was a seasoned fisherman. All right, he said, Nets, let me try with one. Huh? He tried with one net. God said, Nets, if you study this out, <laughs> the next verse says, and Peter answered, My master, we, sorry, master, we taught all night. Master, we taught all night. Exhaust, exhaustingly and caught nothing. To talk is a lot of labor, hard labor. They struggled and they could not catch anything. We, we taught all night exhaustingly and caught nothing in our nets. But on the ground of your word, I will lower the nets. Jesus used Jesus, thank you. Jesus used nets. Amen. Mm -hmm. And Peter used nets. You see? Peter used what? Nets. Jesus said nets. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, I'll pick up. There's a question here. I'll, I'll look at it after. So, let's see. Peter, of course, is not, is not a Pentecostal yet. He said, well, I'm a fisherman. I've told on that nothing happened. All right, I'm going to try this out. Now, when he tried it out, God embarrassed him. <laughs> you know, when God embarrasses you with so much blessing, you don't know what to say. Hallelujah. It, you know, he stepped out. He said, at your word, I'll lay down the net. Now, when God says net, don't change it to net. Because right there, you should change yourself. You, 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 you've, 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 you've minimized the blessing. All right. When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. And as their nets were at the point of breaking, and as their nets were at the point of breaking, they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and take hold with them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. But when Peter saw this, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. For he was gripped with bewildering amazement. And all, all, all who were with him at the hall of the fish which they had made. Amen. So you see, <clears throat> God wanted to bless Peter. Peter had no knowledge. I mean, the man sweated all night, washing nets, nothing there. He said, just give me, Jesus said, give me your boat. He did. He said, now go out there and throw your nets. He went through one out of ignorance and God embarrassed him with blessing. You see, when God when you give voluntary to God as he asks you to do, 
you move his hand to do something for you. On the other side of giving is the blessing. You may not see it. He probably will not even tell you. Sometimes he may, but just go ahead and obey. By way of testimony, one time the Lord said, I wanted to bless this person. And when you do, you're going to see what, what will happen. The deluge of blessings that will come. Now, to do that, I did not have the surplus. I had to sacrifice to do it. When I did, God did his part. Beyond my wildest expectation. Amen? So when you think, you know, I mean, I don't know, it was more than a hundredfold. When you do what God says to do, you get into partnership with him. You are in good partnership. God does not scam anybody. Amen? Amen? So when you partner with God, you see God do what only God can do which is bless you beyond measure. What we saw were people that choose to move the hand of God. Amen? They choose to move the hand of God. And we've seen where somebody lived a lifestyle which made him a partner with God. He say, often come a remembrance or even a, you know, a memorial before me. Because he was, he's there in perpetual you know, before him in perpetual remembrance, God cannot abandon you. Well, you know, I was asked to give this. No, give with a heart of faith. Don't just say, well, I'm just going to give. No, if your faith is not in it, if your heart is not in it, that's when your faith is not in it, that means your heart is not in it, then don't, don't worry about giving. Because you're not going to get blessed. So last week we talked about living a lifestyle. Today I've also linked by again with lifestyle of giving. But you know, how to move the hand of God on purpose. To move the hand of God on purpose. We saw people that vowed in the Bible. You can give without vow, you know, without making a vow. And say, God, you do this for me. And I thank you. Of course, you do your part. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, you see, uh, 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 Hannah, Jephthah, those people were walking with God. They knew God. They understood who God, who God was and, and they knew that they could go into partnership and covenant relationship with their vows. Making a specific request. So, you see, that produce after his kind. God made sure it happened. Amen. So somebody says, somebody has a question. Cornelius does not know yet. So, okay. So, the passage he says, uh, just read said, the man's giving was a memorial to God. I've seen some scenarios where, this is a question, I've seen some scenarios where preachers uh, ask the church to hold the offering and speak to, to, to it or to God about it. What is, what is necessary or what is the necessity of that if God already registered it as a memorial? Well, necessity is simply this. You've got to speak what your seed is going to produce. You see, the ones we, the, the, the examples we saw, Anna and um, Jacob, Anna, Jephthah, they were specific. All right? They were specific. And, and you cannot be specific and go and get, you know, God is a, a specific God. So if you pray a general prayer, I don't know what the answer is. So they were specific on this. Now we see, you know, in Peter's case, it wasn't a memorial. Peter was in want and God wanted to bless him. And God said, okay, give me what you have so I can multiply back to you. All right? Mm -hmm. 
The ones that made the vow were in covenant. They knew what they were doing. And they knew that if they vowed to God, they're going to move the hand of God. And I've said here, if you're going to vow, make sure that you redeem your vow. But I'd rather you give God an offering and speak over your offering than make a vow and then you don't, you don't follow up to redeem it. And we also saw in, in, in Canada's case that God said that that offering was a memorial unto him. Because he sent, of course, he followed up by sending Peter. And if you read Hannah, he said, and the Lord remembered Hannah. Why did he remember Hannah? Because he gave a seed, he combined his prayer with his, with a, she combined her prayer with her, with her giving a seed or a vow. So some people call it a, a memorial offering because they combine the offering, a special offering with a prayer. In fact, some people call it a memorial offering. But the point is this, you have to release your faith with what you're doing. If you don't release your faith, then nothing happens. All right? Of course, every seed is registered with God if you release your faith. You see, you cannot just say, okay, I'm just tipping God. No, you can't tip God. What we're saying here is that if you release your faith with your offering, and these are special offering that you're giving for a particular purpose, God will remember you. That's why they call it memorial offering. Also, people that use that word, you know, he will remember you because he remembered Hannah. And you have a right to say, Lord, remember me and remind him of your offering. That you, you see you so in particular reference to your need. And he will not forget you. Amen. So I'm sorry, did I answer your question? Yes. Okay, good. Thank you. So we're talking about this partnership that you partner with God that makes sure that no matter what, he will get move the blessing to you. He will not forget you. He does not forget his own. Amen? He does not forget his own. God will move whatever he needs to move to make sure that his blessing come to you. So what we've done is, you know, what I've done is to, for the help of the Holy Spirit, to try to show you that you can actually move the hand of God on purpose. Because you don't want to continue the usual. Hannah said, I'm not going to continue the usual. I'm going to break with the routine that I was doing, get angry and pray and get angry and pray. That does not work. Now I am going to do something different. And when she did, the Bible said, and the Lord remembered Hannah. And my prayer these days is that the Lord will remember us. Amen. As we get into partnership with him in giving, and receiving and let whenever the Lord speaks to you to do do it all right don't sit down and say well Lord you know he knew before he told you Lord you know no there's no excuse he knows it before he said you see because he wanted to get a blessing to you he said I want you to bless or do whatever you know or give this offering or bless this person He's already arranged the blessing. He's waiting for you to make the move so that the blessing can be released into your hands. Amen. But if you make excuses, you stop the flow. Mm-hmm. And let me remind us again, when Jacob wanted to set out in life, he decided to partner with God. Mm-hmm. You see, that seed was going to covenant with God for his life. And that included his business. You take me there and bring me back. All the increase that you give me, I'll give you, I'll give you 10%. Amen. He made a got into partnership with God that whatever God bless him, he will, he will give God a 10. You cannot partner with God and God not partner with you. Amen. And when he's your senior partner, you can be sure that a blessing will come to you multiplied. Amen. The blessing will be running after you, not you running after the blessing. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you. I bless your name. I worship you. I give you thanks and praise, Lord. I've shared this word simply as you asked me to. And so, Lord, I thank you. Now, as you pray, whatever God lays in your heart to do, go ahead and do it because there is a blessing thereafter. Hannah could not continue the way she was. She decided she was going to sow and make a vow that will, that will become a memorial before God because the Bible says, and the Lord remembered her. The Lord remembered her. The Lord remembered Cornelius. And so, Father, I thank you that as, my, as we pray, that whatever we speak to you, whatever a covenant we come into, agreement with you, I thank you, Lord God Almighty, for you do not forget our offering. I thank you for, 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 for making it good in our lives. I thank you for bringing to pass that which we request of you. I thank you for bringing to pass every word you've spoken to us. Lord God Almighty, as we come into partnership with you, as we, as we make, yes, we come, we come into partnership and covenant with you concerning our finances, concerning our lives. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for prospering us beyond measure. I bless your name. I worship you. I give you thanks and praise. Be glorified, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, Mama Sakanda Rama Koroboseke. Brenemo Kondoroboseke Rabakina Makanda. Maraba Koroboseke Rabakina Makanda. You that came into partnership with God, don't give up. Don't, don't relax. No, God says, do not give up your expectation. Do not give up your expectation. The expectation of the righteous cannot be cut off. God says, do not give up your expectation. Ah, Mama Sakanda Rama Koroboseke. Because Hannah did not give up her expectation. Jacob did not give up his expectation. The, the seed produced a harvest. And your harvest is, 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 is on the way. Your harvest is about to manifest. Do not give up because when you do, God has nothing to work with. You are closer than when you first started. Amen. The one who did not abandon Jephthah, the one who did not abandon Jacob, the one who did not abandon Hannah, he cannot abandon you. Amen. He says, I will not leave you until I bring every word spoken to you to pass. Mama Sakanda Rama Koroboseke. Yebrenemo Kondoroboseke Rabakina Makanda. Maraba Kondoroboseke. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Meme Seke Rabasakana Masoto. Brenemo Kondoroboseke Rabakina Makanda Rama Koroboseke. Mama Sakanda Rama Koroboseke. Brenemo Kondoroboseke Rabakina Makanda. Yemma Sakanda Rebo Koroboseke Rabakina Makanda. Brenemo Kondoroboseke. Maraba Koroboseke Rabakina Makanda. Mama Sakanda Rama Korobose Karabakina Makanda. Ye Mama Sakanda Rama Korobose Karabakina Makanda. Ah, glory, 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 glory. Ah, praise you, I praise you, I praise you. Ah, thank you, Lord, thank you, thank you. Ah, thank you, Lord God Almighty. I leave this to you, Lord God Almighty. Even if I, as I promised, Lord, ah, thank you. Ah, thank you. Ah, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Come into partnership with Him. Come into partnership, whatever you do. Get into partnership with the Lord, whatever you do, and see the Lord come through for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I thank you. I praise you. I thank you, I praise you. 
for all you've done, Lord, and continue to do, we say thank you. Mama Sekenderebo Korobo Seke. Mama Sekenderebo Korobo Seke. Thank you, Jesus. Mama Sekenderebo Korobo Seke. Mama Sekenderebo Korobo Seke. Mama Sekenderebo Korobo Seke. Mama Sekenderebo Korobo we bless your name, Father. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. And so, Lord, we just want to say thank you for what you've done in our lives today. We give you all the glory and praise. Thank you for this life-changing word. Thank you for changing our situations. Thank you for miracles that you wrote this night. In Jesus' name. So I plead and apply the blood of Jesus over each and every one of us. Over members of our family, extended families, our homes, our workplaces, business investment, I call with the blood of Jesus. Our employment, I call with the blood of Jesus. The bloodline surrounds us, separate uh, homes. Everywhere we go, separate homes for the evil. Amen. Thank you all for a minute you've given us against COVID-19. Amen. Thank you because the tired and fall on our side, turn on the right hand, will not come near us. Amen. We bless you, we magnify your name. Amen. The Lord bless us and keep us. Amen. May his way shine upon grace unto us. Amen. The Lord lift us up and give us his peace. Now and even forever in Jesus' name. Amen.